Hey, pretty people. So, writing books is not the only thing that I do. On my website, I also have an eShop where I sell things like cute animal pillows, candy themed AirPod cases, Pokemon building block sets, and more. And the shipping is free. Also, if you subscribe to my email list, you'll get a 10% off coupon for everything currently available. I occasionally do giveaways that are exclusive to subscribers, so don't miss out. Sign up today. The Demetrius Show podcast covers a variety of topics concerning mental health. This occasionally includes topics such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and thoughts some people may find distressing to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Each episode dealing with mental health is meant to be a general discussion and not meant to take the place of advice or treatment from any licensed medical professional. If you are needing mental health advice and or treatment, please speak with a mental health professional. Well, hi there. Welcome to the very first episode of The Demetrius Show. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to begin this journey with you. Each episode, I'm going to pull out a different topic pertaining to mental health, relationships, self-empowerment, and more to discuss. Usually, I'll have a guest, either a mental health professional, someone with lived experience, or one of my awesome friends. Today is just me as I wanted this episode to be a bit more personal. As a host, I'm not going to be perfect. (laughs) Sometimes I'm going to say the wrong thing, need to be corrected, and sometimes I'm probably going to be a little too open. But my goal is to be honest and create a space where we can talk about things that are sometimes very difficult to talk about. I believe it's important to allow yourself to make mistakes And sometimes deal with the embarrassment that comes along with that. If you read my book, Life After Low Self-Esteem, you know that I believe embarrassment is a choice. Now, did I always believe that? Absolutely not. It took a lot of work for me to get to a point where I was comfortable making a fool of myself at times and brushing myself off to fight another day. This episode, for instance, is about self-esteem. Today I can sit here and talk to you and share my experiences, but that wasn't always the case. In fact, there was a time where I felt absolutely worthless. And we're going to get to that, so let's get started. Welcome to The Demetrius Show, where I learn how to walk through my shadows, picking the flowers I've grown through sheer resilience. And I may not know enough yet to start teaching, but I'm going to keep convincing you to keep pushing. I'm Demetrius, and this is my life after speaking. So a few things about me. I'm an author. You heard me try to sell my book just now. And uh, don't worry, that's going to keep on happening. I'm also writing a web novel called Tokiachi. And it's about a college student who dies and gets reincarnated in a world where people have unique abilities and they fight in tournaments. Um, If you're a Pokemon fan, I think you will enjoy that immensely. I'm definitely enjoying writing it. And I could talk about that for hours because I just love talking about nerdy things. I love to cook. Lately, I've been trying to cook something new every week. It reminds me of my grandmother, who would always encourage me to try 
new things, things that she saw on TV or YouTube. And I have a lot of her old recipes. In fact, I think I'm going to make one here pretty soon of hers. I mentioned that I'm a huge nerd, but I'm also kind of bougie. Very much a Starbucks everyday type of person, if I could afford it. And I can be kind of dramatic. I'm kind of a drama queen. And I've learned to accept that. Did I accept that years and years ago when people were telling me that I'm a drama queen? (laughs) No, absolutely not. I'm also a Virgo. So, oh, wait, don't leave. I'm a Virgo, but it's okay. I'm not super into astrology. So don't like ask me about my chart. I don't know exactly what all that entails. I know there's maybe Pisces somewhere in there. And some of you listening that are into astrology are going to know exactly what that means. I'm also not religious. Someone invited me to church recently and I asked them, hey, is it okay if I wear my shirt that says Sailor Moon died for my sins? <laughs> and they, um, well, they didn't too much care for that. I'm also very sarcastic and that sometimes gets me in trouble. Oh, and another thing is that people always ask me my preferred pronouns. And they're always confused because my answer is usually, honey, it don't matter to me. Now, I do call myself a gay man, and I do identify as that, but I'm old school. I came out as a gay man when I was a teenager during George Bush's first term as president. So I had to endure all the hate and bigotry that accompanied that era firsthand. And as a result, I had to really quickly gain a sense of self when it came to my sexual identity, not just to develop as a person, but just to survive back then. And I didn't want there to be any confusion when it came to my sexuality. And I made that known every single day. There was an incident in band practice where someone called me the F word, of course. And so the next day I showed up to practice in like high booty shorts and a really tight shirt. And that was like one of the most legendary things. Some people still talk about that. But that was just the kind of person that I became as a teenager back then when I came out officially. I was just like, no, you know, this is who I am. And maybe I don't have it all together in terms of my self-esteem and how I feel about myself. But if there's one thing I do know that I'm confident about is that there is nothing wrong with me being a gay person or LGBTQ for that matter. So thankfully I had that part together. But as you can possibly imagine, dealing with the pushback from the community, especially during that era, that was a struggle. And then trying to reconcile my identity was a monumental task in a world that constantly tried to convince me that I was worthless. And unfortunately, as time went on, I began to lose confidence in myself until I eventually believed I was worthless. And that followed me all the way into my adulthood, all the way past my mid-twenties. But I want to talk about where it was the most pronounced. I've always struggled with being a loner. I'm very comfortable with setting off on my own without the company of others. When you're ostracized most of your life, 
you kind of get used to the idea of having to be on your own. But just because you're accustomed to it doesn't mean you don't get lonely or feel unwanted. As a kid and as a teen, I would watch TV shows like Will and Grace, Sex and the City, Living Single, and I'd see those tight-knit, lifelong friendships. And I knew that's what I wanted, almost more than anything. My junior year of high school, I came out to my dad as gay. He didn't take it well, and he said some really nasty and hateful things to me and about me. Very nasty. To hear that from and to be treated like that by a parent was devastating. What was also devastating was that my friends at the time didn't really want to hear about it. Remember I mentioned I'm a drama queen. So I'd already been complaining about a lot of other things at the time. And I guess they were just exhausted at that point. So I went to my school counselor. And I remember her saying to me, well, you have to think about it this way. For your parents, it's like grieving the loss of a child. They need time to process it. And I remember saying, okay, but my dad just unleashed all this venom and hate towards me. And I don't have anyone to turn to right now for the support that I need. And I got the typical adult response back then. The sentiment of, well, you're a teenager and you think it's all about you anyway. And everything revolves around your feelings. In fact, I got told that a lot. Anytime I did express myself, that was usually the answer back then. And especially every time I expressed an intense emotion. I was always made to feel that it was wrong. So I learned to just bottle everything up until I eventually exploded because I couldn't contain it anymore. And I still sometimes do that. I still struggle with that. So at this point, I, you know, I'm feeling pretty worthless. Well, there was an incident towards the end of my senior year that really imprinted itself into everything that followed. I was walking down the hallway with a group of friends, and there was this girl. She loved to bully people and make fun of them. She started with my friend. And of course, this is my friend, and I don't like that she's being picked on. So I stood up for her. I said, hey, to this girl, I said, hey, get a life and, you know, find something to do. Leave her alone. Well, then she starts on me. Starts calling me the F word, the usual. I brush it off. I keep walking down the hallway to my next class. Well, after that, it became a daily ritual with her where every time I came walking down the hallway for that class, she would stand outside of whatever class she was taking in the hallway, and she'd just call me the F word and say all these really rude and disgusting things. I would just keep walking past her, but I noticed none of my friends would say anything. The girl that I stood up for, she didn't say anything. But I mean, maybe she didn't feel comfortable. But it was about maybe six or seven of us. No one else said anything. So this went on for about, I want to say, two or three weeks. One day, I just, I'd had enough. And I confronted her. And I said, look, I don't know what your problem is, but enough is enough. Like, you need to get over yourself. And you need to stop. And I remember I got so heated 
because she said something. I can't remember exactly what it was she said, but it was so particularly vicious. And so what I did was I reached around her head. I pulled out her ponytail. She had a weave. I pulled it out and I threw it down the hallway. (laughs) And she started hitting me. She started like, like hitting me in my face, hitting me in my chest. I didn't hit her back, of course. Um, I didn't believe in doing that. But I will say, after that, she didn't say anything to me for the rest of the year. But I also remember that day going into an empty bathroom stall and just crying my eyes out for an hour. Not because of what she said or what she did, but because I had to be the one to defend myself. Because every day for those three weeks, none of my friends spoke up for me. Didn't say a word. I had to be the one to do it. I had to be the one. I was the only one who would stand up for someone else. And I was the only one who would stand up for myself. So I decided I wouldn't rely on anyone ever again. And I didn't. (laughs) But I just felt so worthless and unwanted and just lost. I became this bitter person who was just full of resentment. And didn't trust anyone and didn't know how to identify or express my emotions. I was just always this ticking time bomb. So one day I wake up and I realize I'm in my mid-20s now. And I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to feel like a worthless, bad person. At the time I was working with children and I'd been doing so for years. And I was working at a particular after-school program. And we all had our assigned groups. I normally had the oldest kids because I was, at the time, the oldest staff. And my coworkers were low-key kind of scared of them. I mean, to be fair, most of them were taller than me. (laughs) Like 11-year-olds nowadays are corn-fed, y'all. They're huge. And also, they only listened to me. Which was funny because if you know me in real life, I'm this really short, girly dude. But even like the gigantic jocks couldn't get them to behave. Then in comes Mr. D and everyone settles down. But every day I would say to them, all of you are better than the times you don't listen and misbehave. And, you know, they'd roll their eyes and be like, "Okay, whatever. And for a while, I didn't think they really cared about what I was saying to them at all. They just didn't want to be lectured and they just wanted me to help them get on with their day. But there was this one kid in particular. He was that typical, I'm too cool for this kid, already had a girlfriend at 11, was really mature for his age, very smart. Well, every day I would find a reason to just bug the crap out of him. I don't know what it is about being the oldest sibling, because I'm the oldest sibling, and always wanting to aggravate your younger siblings, or people that are younger than you. I don't know why that's such a thing. But I remember he would always bring his class projects, and he was always doing something on his phone or that he wasn't supposed to be doing. And I could tell that he was just bored. So I'd always try to talk to him and get him to open up about all the things he had going on in his life. He'd get in trouble a lot during school. And at least three times a week, I'd get to the site and he'd be in timeout already. Because I'd usually get there after my first job. And I'd be like, dude, what is your deal? Like, what's going on? And he'd say, oh, I don't want to talk about it. 
leave me alone. And usually I let him cool off. Then eventually he'd come join me with the rest of the older kids in our group and we'd do whatever we were going to do that day. But one day I said, you know what? No, I'm going to sit right here until you tell me what's going on. And I sat down and I stared at him and he was like, Mr. D, why are you being so weird? And I said, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to pick my nose and I'm going to put a gigantic booger on you. He started laughing. So then he goes on from there and he tells me something that sounded very familiar. He would get angry. Sometimes he didn't understand why he'd get angry. But once he did, he'd end up getting in trouble. It was like he didn't know what to do when he got angry. He told me how much he just hated school right now, thought it was boring, and he just felt like nobody understood anything that he was dealing with. So when I heard that and listening to him and listening to how it all sounded so familiar, I just kind of took him in. I, you know, I, every day for the rest of my time there at that particular site, I just pull him to the side and be like, tell me how your day was or else. (laughs) And he would tell me and I'd give him stuff to do. He was bored. I said, well, you know what? What if I give you responsibility? You're smart. Let's have you do things. Why don't you help the staff? Like put the snacks out. You'll be in charge of that. You'll be in charge of, you can take attendance for me before I get here. Little things like that. And it was like a 180. His behavior changed. He wasn't getting in so much trouble. Well, part of the reason he also wasn't getting in so much trouble is because I got his teacher's email address and I told him, I said, well, I have her email. He said, you have her email? I said, yeah, I have her email. And she'll tell me. She'll tell me everything that's going on with you. And she did. But that, along with giving him some responsibility and recognizing him and seeing him and listening to him, made all the difference in improving his behavior. And when I realized that there was a way for me to make a difference in someone's life, that was when I decided, you know what? I have to become a better person. If I want to continue to be able to do this, I thought about back to when I stood up for my friend and how lonely I felt when I had to stand up for myself, by myself. But looking at this child who had no one to advocate for them, I decided that, you know what, it was more important for me to let go of the hurt and the resentment that I felt from back then. Because it's in my nature to want people to become their best selves. So as time went on, I ended up leaving that site because I got a promotion at my first job. And I made the announcement to the kids that I was leaving and it was boohoos and all sorts of things. Now, this did a little bit surprise me because... Really, honestly, I didn't even think they liked me all that much, (laughs) to be completely honest. But what cemented it for me was that kid came up to me, I believe, I think it was right before my last day. 
And he kind of just stood there. And sometimes he'd do that because he, you know, we joke how we just kind of stare at each other. But I said, hey, uh, what do you want? What's going on? <laughs> That's how I would talk to him. And um, he told me, he said, why are you leaving? I said, well, and I, I, you know, I explained to him. He said, you're the first person, you're the first adult who's ever just listened to me. So what am I going to do now? And I told him, I said, well, I've already talked to the other staff and they know that they are required to listen to you as well, even if I'm not here. And I told him, I said, and I will still be checking in for the remainder of this year. And I still have your teacher's email address, so don't worry about that. And he smiled, like he smiled, like he never smiled at me. And he gave me a hug. And he said, I'm really going to miss you, Mr. D. And then, of course, he pulled away and he was like, okay, don't tell anyone I did that. And it's really gross. Can we play dodgeball today? Fine, I said. And that was when I decided I need to go back to therapy. I need to become a better person so that I can be the best person for the people around me. And so I started going to therapy. I learned that I've had depression for probably decades, probably since I was eight years old, honestly. Got on medication and I started working and improving. And over time, things got easier and things got better. Now, I still have my days where I'm just a mess. I've taken my meds and it doesn't matter. I'm still all over the place. I still can't get out of bed. I still, you know, just feel awful and miserable. But it's not every day. It's not every week. It comes sometimes and it goes. So all that to say, if you have low self-esteem and you feel awful about yourself, I want to assure you that you are in no way as worthless as you feel right now. And that it is so entirely possible that you affect someone's life much more than you realize. So I'm going to continue working on myself. I'm going to continue walking one foot in front of the other on this journey. And I'm going to continue trying to encourage people to be their best selves. Thank you for listening to The Demetrius Show. Reviews of this show help expand my audience size and reach new listeners. So be sure to rate it on your preferred listening platform so more people can know about it. Also, if you really love this show, be sure to subscribe to my email list so you can be the first to get news and updates about the podcast and more. And as always, be kind to yourself, be safe, and until next time.